Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. I'm Lisa Fisher, a longtime broadcaster and journalist in Arkansas who's been in front of a microphone or a camera since the 1980s. I think of myself as the queen of Arkansas media. For this episode, we're talking my favorite topic, intermittent fasting. My guest has an amazing success story as one of my personal intermittent fasting clients. Chef Jamie McAfee is a beloved and accomplished chef in the state at the Pine Bluff Country Club, and his weight loss is nothing short of remarkable. Though he had been influenced by his mentor, legendary chef Paul Prudhomme, Chef Jamie doesn't want to be remembered as the overweight chef. You'll get to meet him right after this. Okay, here is your assignment today after you listen to this episode of the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. Very smart of you to do that, by the way. And that is to follow Ralston Family Farms on any social media platform and start getting the best, healthiest recipes for your family. Because we're all at that conundrum every day. About nine in the morning, you start wondering, what are we going to have for dinner? Then it's noon. And then what do you do? Well, this is what I do. I keep all the boxes, as many as I can find, of the Ralston Family Farms products in my pantry, okay? So if I've got some chicken, if if I've got a little of this, I always keep bone broth here that I make. I can always whip something up, but I get a lot of my recipes from their social media, and you can do the same thing. They recently posted one with chicken and wild rice, oh so good. And remember, this is the family, not just the family, it's 10 generations of farmers in Arkansas, putting out the best products that are good for the environment, that are non-GMO products, and you want them. Ask your grocery store, can you carry it? If they don't carry it, you can find on their website where they carry it, and it's probably at a grocery store near you. RalstonFamilyFarms.com. She won most talkative in high school, and she has been running her mouth ever since. Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast with your host, Lisa Fisher. All right, Chef Jamie McAfee, you have had a very eventful 2021. Yeah. And it started when you called me in May. I posted about intermittent fasting. You did. And I said I was group coaching is what I said. And you said, I want to be your first private client. And I go, all right, how how are we going to do this? And you said, what do I do? And I think that was the day after Mother's Day, right? Was that like? May 9th. Okay. So it was right after Mother's Day and you pulled the trigger. But let's go back. You and I had talked a couple of years ago. I was doing, yeah, um, a, yeah I was doing a, a cooking class up at Eggshells. Correct. And you were there. You were my sous chef. Isn't that cute? He was my sous chef. <laughs> Hello. Ah, he came and surprised me, and he did his famous soak salad. It's amazing. And then you you had tried. I think you were starting intermittent fasting. That may have been about 2019. I think so. And I started it, but I didn't realize that I wasn't doing a clean. I still live it on Diet Coke, but I drank a lot of water, but I had the flavoring in it. So basically, all I was doing is starving. I wouldn't, right. I wouldn't intermediate fast. Yeah, because you, you were white knuckling it, right? Correct. Like you were, when you do that, this is what people don't understand, Jamie, and it's the science. Now you know, because you are a type 2 diabetic. I think you would share uh, that. And I don't tell your business, but you told me uh, I can tell it. So I've been very protective of you, but uh, that's your medical business. But I know that's part of your story. But what people don't understand with insulin, it is released even in zero calorie foods if it has a flavor. Because that's the first argument people have is, what's well, a zero calorie food? It's a Diet Coke, Lisa. What harm will it do? And I went, all the harm in the world. Yeah, I cannot tell you. I think I was 12 Diet Cokes a day. Oh, my goodness. Easily. And then not include when I did have a drink. Yeah, my goodness. And I'm not saying my goodness in a judgy way. I'm saying my goodness. Look at... Because you told me when you sat down, we're drinking our water. You're drinking yeah. coffee now because neither of us has opened our feasting window for today. And that's how we look at things because we do a daily fasting and feasting window. Um, but I know when you said when you came in, you haven't had a diet soda since May. Not, not, nothing artificial. That is very, very yeah. impressive. Going from 12 to zero. And the other thing, the other benefit, and this is something I was telling Jamie even before we were we're recording is our gut health is affected not just by anti-inflammatories, birth control pills, antibiotics. Those are the three things people always talk about, but those diet sodas actually hijack our microbiome. And if your microbiome is not healthy, you often can't get healthy. You can't lose the weight you need to lose because your microbiome is sick. 
Held and, on to it. and so what you've done is you've totally removed that from your diet. And Thank goodness. Yeah. And don't you feel better? Oh, uh, I feel like I'm 40 years old again. Isn't that crazy? You know, and it's, uh, it's just been amazing. You know, and I will say the first time we tried intermediate fasting, I wasn't mentally prepared. But when I started the clean fast, I was mentally prepared. I was tired of being fat. Well, let's talk about your job every day. It would be hard. I don't see how you did it with the amount of weight now that you've lost. It's almost 100 pounds. It's 92. 91, 92. Okay. We'll stay almost 100 by the mm -hmm. time this airs. I bet you're at 100. Hope so. But you were walking around a kitchen because you were, how many hours a day do you think? 16 hours? 12? 14. 14 hours a day. Okay. You know, the average, I do a step on my phone. The average steps were... Three and a half miles a day. Oh, my uh, gosh. So that's just walking back and forth. But, you know, Lisa, a lot of people don't realize, I think a lot of my success was, you know, if I walk down, I got six chefs that work each shift, and I might test taste. You know, one be making soup, one be making a sauce. Well, you know, back and forth could be 1,500, 2,000 calories. And you do that all day long. I was probably from 35 years living on 7,000 calories a day. And I just went to, you know, probably 1,500. And I think that's the reason I had such huge success early. You know, it's... Uh, Cutting out the nibbling. Yeah. And the reason the intermediate fasting was so good, it let me know I had a window. I couldn't taste to eat all day for... 35 years, I basically woke up at 7 in the morning, started eating, quit at 10. So, and then if I had a drink or two, I went home and eat junk. So I don't do that anymore. Well, you've been at the executive chef now at the Pine Bluff Country Club, what, 20? Has it been 20 years? 20 years. And before that, we knew each other from yeah. the McGee Delta, was it? Delta, the Country, Delta Country, Country Club down in McGee. I was 20 years there, and actually, February the 4th would be 20 in Pine Bluff. Is that right? So you've always been in a kitchen. You've always been in um, what people think is the height of temptation. Yet in the height of temptation, now we're going to go to the calendar. In May, you started, and I think you say your weight was three. Eight, right at 370. 370. Okay. Right at 370. A little you, over, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we, we all have that. We're all up a pound or two down a bit. It's yeah. just inflammation. You didn't poop. You didn't have enough water. I mean. I, I got to be frank with you. So you started at that weight. Within the first month, Jamie, it seems like you lost like a crazy amount. What was that the first month? Do you remember? I don't remember. It was close to 25 pounds. You know, Yowza. It was like a pound a day for the first month. Wow. You know, but uh, a tremendous amount of fluid, I think. I was always real bloated. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, I took 100 milligrams of fluid pill. Oh. I, don't, I, don't, I don't even take it anymore. Well, your medical profile has definitely changed. Oh, I can. I've been went from eight medications to four, and expect to be taken off diabetes medicine this January. Yeah, hopefully. I, I I think you play your cards right. I mean, what you've been doing. So we'll go back to the science of it. Um, that insulin is released anytime, even there's any flavor at all. So when people, and probably if you have even told anybody about intermittent, intermittent fasting, they're telling you, well, I'm just drinking Diet Cokes all day. I'm good. No, because you're releasing that insulin. It stores it as fat. And so what you've done, Jamie, how many hours was the, those first windows? Were they? Did I you started do, 16, eight, 16 and 8. Okay. The first week. And then I just dove straight in to 20 and 4. You did? How did you know you could do that? Because I knew the longer my window in the kitchen, the worse I was. Because if you grow up snacking for 35 years, the longer window that I could snack, I just felt that it was more dangerous to my success. Well, you're also talking this has science backing that up, too. Mm -hmm. So even if someone like right now is watching going, well, can I dip my toe in? You can dip your toe in. And if you're going to do anything, you could start with a 16 and 8 window. But I would even tell those people to stop snacking. Absolutely. Because it's the constant barrage of insulin that prevents your body from tapping into your fat stores that you burn for fuel. You told me in the very beginning, it may have been 
in May or June. So what we see with someone who's fasting like this is autophagy. And that is the cellular clean out. It's a, you know, magical cellular clean out that happens after you've been fasting. We think about 18 or 20 hours, um, won the Nobel Peace Prize for medicine in 2016. You told me in the very beginning, you said, I feel like I, when I reach autophagy, I can feel it. You can. You said, I feel yeah. like I'm, I feel like, because what it does is it eats your old sick cells, which helps your immune system, but it also is when your body is burning fat for fuel. You said, I can feel it. I can, yeah, I still think I can feel it. Yes. You know, I can feel when my body is eating stored fat or assuming, absorbing stored fat. You know, and to be honest, it's a great feeling. It is a great feeling. You know, uh, you know, it's so like you've taken a booster shot or something. You just get all kind of energy. And you really, if you get used to doing it, it's, you really don't want to eat because you don't want to lose that feeling. Because once you eat, you get sleepy or get, you know, sluggish. Oh, it, it's what the lion does in the Serengeti. I yeah. mean, he kills his prey. And what does he do? He goes to sleep and that's what food right. does to us and which is the antithesis of what food marketers tell us. They tell us if you're hungry and you need some energy, eat a Snickers bar. No, I, it makes you feel worse. Yeah, really, you know, and that's what is shocking is obviously I've already drank a lot of water because it's hot in the kitchen. My wife is a, you know, a very good food consumption. She's a, I call her the organic queen, but uh, she's always tried to get me to drink mineral water and things of that nature. I think about two and a half months in, I called you one day. I think I had a Topo Chico. What do you think about this stuff? And she <laughs> goes, you know, your taste buds change. And, you know, even in my world of chefs, you know, our taste buds change every seven years. But if you wanted to change something for 30 days, it typically all it takes. And, uh, you know, now I crave, I live on 12, 14 bottles of Perrier that is, or mineral water. Do you remember you also called me, like, so you started in May, in July or August, you called at me and fussed at me. You said, what have you done to me? And I go, what? And you said, I'm craving Brussels sprouts. <laughs> yeah. I've always liked them, but, you know, now that's, uh, I do eat a lot of vegetables. Uh, I eat a lot of you know, a lot of protein. I'm probably more towards seafood uh, than I am beef. I'm, I'm not a, I love beef. There's nothing better than a doe's ribeye, you know, that or yeah. a doe's T-bone. But right. I just don't eat, you know, I try not to eat unhealthy. Try not to. That's yeah. the thing I don't. Yeah. But uh, I eat a lot of salad. And I love a rare salmon on it, you know. But it has to be, has to be charred. I can't eat. It's not charred. It has to be you have a crust on it. So, but you know, if I had a go-to meat, it'd be pork or salmon. Mm -hmm. Those two proteins. But you know, what's amazing is even during the Christmas holidays, I found myself not eating like I used to. Not eating until I was so full, I was asleep. You know, I just once I got full, I'd push it to the side. I did eat the M&Ms and stuff that people brought, the potato chips. But instead of a whole bag, I was manageable and eat half of the other third. But, you know, I've, one of the, I've called you several times about non-scale victories. Yes. You know, being able to bend over and pick up a water uh, top bottle out of my truck was probably the most satisfying that I've done. Another one is being able to go buy clothes at the regular guy, Dillard, you know, not have to veer to the fat guy section. Those two are huge. You know, I've gone from a 52 waist <laughs> and I buttoned a 40 yesterday. Wow. And, and what, what size were you in high school, did you tell me? Were you 40, 40 in high school? I was a 40 in the seventh grade. Is that right? Yeah. Now I've been up and down all my life. You know, I've lost the Metafast. Yeah. I lost 120 pounds. I got to a 38 at that point, but uh, three months later, I was 120 pounds. <laughs> you know, it all went right back up. But, you know, what's amazing is you can tell. I think I called you one day on a long fast. I was so proud. I did 40. You know, you said go eat. You know, eat. 
you know, two good meals. Mm -hmm. We had our grandchildren and uh, in Little Rock, so I ended up eating eat my catfish, five guys. Good choice. Good choice, yeah. And then I think we went and got ice cream, went to a movie, obviously eat popcorn, not as much as I used to. And I called you the next day. I felt like I'd been at a three-day drunk at a deer camp. I said, what in the world happened? She said, that's your body saying, what in the world did you do? Yeah. You know, but I finally learned to listen to my body. You know, if I eat a lot of sugar, I know I'm going to have sore knees, sore joints the next day. If I consume stuff that I'm not supposed to, a lot of carbs, I do eat carbs and sugar with my weakness. And I think the reason for that is I think I got an instant satisfaction out of it. And, uh, you know, I've learned to control those urges. Not always, but you know, I've gone from never controlling them to at least controlling them. Well, serotonin's released with carbs. We know that. And right. serotonin is feel good chemical, um, neurotransmitter that our body produces. So it's important that we have, and carbs are good. They're no. fine yeah. in moderation, but we keep wanting more of the feel good and we sometimes yeah, we overeat. We feel bad. Um, you know, you've told me the whole, the last few months, that's been really your message to me. You go, I just listen to my body now. Cause would you have ever thought, in two weeks before we talked about, it, let's say the first of May, if I said you're going to be doing 42 hour fast, you would have hung the phone up. <laughs> you know, the whole month of December, I did 40 hour fast, eight hour window, and there were some days I'm not going to. Because you're here. in a kitchen, people. He's in a kitchen all day making food for people. I was doing a party for a great client, and she had one of those southern menus that you just dream about cooking. Yes. And that was the hardest day, I think. You know, I, I wanted it like our pea cakes, like a crab cake, you know. Southern biscuits with orange marmalade and ham. Oh, man. Shrimp and grits. You know, <laughs> just that, not only that, the smell coming through it. I'd been 36 hours. I finally had to leave the kitchen. I, get, <laughs> I said, guys, I got to step out for a moment. But I made it 46 hours that day. Unbelievable. So, you know, uh, but... You know, what I'm pleased with is being able to buy clothes at a regular store. Uh, I've been buying them at Walmart because I don't want to spend a lot of money right. on clothes yet. Sure. Uh, but I've given all my fat clothes away. And, uh, you know, being able to just feel good. You know, I've, I've, I've did a private dinner in Little Rock for, she's a kidney specialist at internal medicine. And she told me that you'd probably increased my lifespan 15 years and i just want to be able to continue to do what i do is cook well you're and good that's, at it that's when i'm at my happiest when i'm in the kitchen now i think i can finally say that i have kicked the tasting habit and i i, I called you right in the middle right after right around thanksgiving told you i tried an eight-hour window and I'd gained about five, six pounds. That immediately told me, let's go back to the 20 and 4. And I've been stuck at about 85, 90 pounds. I'd gained about five. So the month of December, when I went 40 and 8, I managed to lose all that plus, you know. So I'm constantly between 282 and 285, which is a lot better than 377. In the beginning, did you have a goal weight when we first below, talked about this? Below 300. Well, You've done that. I've done it. And yeah. now that you're sliding downward, because you're also saying if you listen to your body, right? right? That's what we're trying to say, that your body may be telling you, well, let me continue to get smaller, even that's though in your right. mind you thought a different number. My goal is I want to hit 270. Three days during December, the long, hard fast, I got to 278. Yeah, I remember that. Of course, yeah. you know, I'd gain three or four pounds yeah. when I eat. So I think 270s a couple months away, you know, but maybe a month away. What we see with non-scale victories is the scale may not move, but you close. You know, and that's what's amazing. Some weeks you might gain a pound or two, but you lose an inch or two inches. And that's, I want to say you can feel that, but you can definitely feel it when you put your clothes on. The pants I have on today, I first bought, I don't know, a couple months ago, and I'm so proud I could button them. Laurie said, you don't need to leave the house. <laughs> but those britches on, you know, I put them on this morning. She goes, you need to buy a smaller size. So 
you know, just in that month and a half, I've lost, or two months, I've lost another two inches in my waist. You know, and I'm now, and I'm, she said the neck on this T-shirt today is a little loose. Mm-hmm. It's a 2X. And I just custom ordered some T-shirts with high necks because, uh, you know, she said these are getting too big. Mm-hmm. Now, I do wear a long because I'm long-waisted, but, uh, you know, I can see myself in a month being in an extra large. I can't tell you how long that's been. I was in a 5X T-shirt. Wow. That is unbelievable. I was in a 5X chef coat or 62, 64, and I'm now buttoning a double X. It's loose. And so what is that, about a 42? I think it's a 52. Oh, 52. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because the chef, the, the chef coat is different from right. the traditional So size. I run a... I don't know. I have a four or five blazers in the closet that's four X, and I just bought a two X. You know, could button it. So, you know, I guess I've lost twelve inches from the neck down, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, even my lower legs, you can tell. You know, I've lost a lot. So, I mean, as a matter of fact, I just went and bought a size ten ring. I was an eleven and a half. So I've lost an inch and a, you know, inch and a thing in my hand. And that's the first place I usually see my weight loss, just my face and my hand. I don't know why. But, you know, but I was just glad to get rid of this. I, I'm still a big man. Well, but you know, you're getting smaller every day. But I'm not a extra, extra, extra large man anymore. Well, let's talk about the difference then in what you're doing with fasting at a time restrict because you're having a daily eating window again in the yeah. month of December. And we need to explain that. I kind of challenge you. And said, because we're looking at this as the health plan with the side effect of weight loss, right? And the health plan is that we want to reduce, you want to reduce your medicines. That was a goal. And your metformin where you take for type 2 diabetes. And so you would read me your blood uh, sugar readings. Of course, Mm -hmm. this is not medical advice. I just said, well, now what people do if they still are having high glucose readings, because we know longevity is tied to lower glucose readings and lower fasting insulin. I said they have longer fast, but then in the days that they eat, they eat really well. So you did that in the most challenging month of the year for non-chefs. And then you had a thousand parties. You fed a thousand people, you know, and you did all that. So let's talk about what your blood glucose has done. It was the average daily there. And, you know, obviously I didn't eat a lot, but I was up and, you know, being, uh, energetic uh, around noon to 12 maybe sometimes two o'clock the average rating was 88 to 90 and when I got up in the mornings on long fast it was 110 to 116 now I eat yesterday a 20-hour window it eased up to 126 so the long fast made me uh, have you know, a lot lower glucose reading and to be honest, I felt great, but uh, I think you challenged me to a week. Yeah, I did. I didn't. I, I, I didn't eat the whole month. I went ahead and took it. <laughs> right. You know, I took it because right. I've always been that way. I, you know, when I all or nothing. When I dive into something, I'm yeah. All or nothing. So I said I can do this for. You know, I made it a month. And well, to be honest, I could. You know, and it's it's mentally you got to uh, totally you got to wake up and totally. say I'm going to do this. Yeah. Yes, you get hungry, but one thing I've learned in intermediate fasting is a hunger pain only lasts 15 minutes. Can you Can you repeat that? One thing I've learned in intermediate fasting is a hunger pain only lasts 15 minutes. You can find something busy to do for 15 minutes. You can walk outside, look at something, or you know, even grab a bottle of water or just, you know, go talk to somebody. But right. you know, I get out of the kitchen and just go sit in the living room and just say, hey, I need to chill for a minute. Um, and that's what we don't, we, th- we think that hunger is an emergency. Mm-hmm. It is not. And if you drink some more of your sparkling uh-huh. water or iced tea, you drink black coffee. I do express it. Which is great. Yeah. I mean, which is great. I just don't like it. It tastes like coffee. Yeah. Well, nasty. Um, but when you do that, you also kind of buy yourself some time and then you realize I'm really not that hungry. Because you told me during some of the longer fasts, and you kind of mentioned that, even after 40 hours, you said you weren't starving. Yeah, I wasn't starving, but 
You know, and some days you didn't want to be in front of the refrigerator. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm walking at a steady pace, too. Right, but, uh, right. You know, in May, I never dreamed I'd do 38 days of 40 hour, 36 to 40 hour fasting. You know, even my wife said, this is crazy. My son said, Daddy, you need to eat. You know, but I, I, you get grouchy sometimes. Yeah. I need a more grouchy than I do. But I right, do. <laughs> right. Same thing with me. <laughs> you know what they say about chefs. You're kind of hot-tempered at times. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Another thing you gave up, though, from the beginning, which has spawned some interest from people, you gave up alcohol. I did. And tell me why you did that. I Remember, I gave no recommendations on what no, you should you eat or drink. Uh, the reason I did it is uh, my willpower. If I have three drinks visiting with you at the restaurant when I go home, if I was to open a bag of potato chips, I eat the whole bag. So I knew, you know, you get to feeling good, you say, ah, oh, forget about it. I'm going to do this or do that. And I knew if I give up alcohol, I could have better control of my willpower. Not that I had a problem drinking, I just had a problem eating. Why? Because I don't like the buzz feeling alcohol gives you. Oh, you don't? No. So I, I enjoyed the taste. The flavor, yeah. But. I always found myself eating, trying to so I wouldn't get drunk or oh, get the mm-hmm. buzz. So uh, that's the reason I quit alcohol. I, I've had alcohol three days uh, since May, and that was my wife's 60th birthday. Uh, I had an employee that got married, and I walked her down the aisle. She that's asked right. me if yeah, I had I a drink. Yeah. I had one drink. And, you know, I left that night early because I knew if I had any more, I'd want to eat. So that was right in the middle of my 36 hours, you know. Is that right? Wow. So uh, I had one drink and left, probably a little too early, but I, you know, did it. So. And I just, one day I got, was outside doing something, got hot, and I come in and drank a beer. So. And I hadn't drank 20 beer in my whole life. Probably. That's just, insane. You know, okay, well, let's I talk. don't miss it, to be honest. You don't? About Christmas, I went to see my sister. We had family Christmas, and I always carry a bottle of bourbon with me and never opened it. They said, you're not going to have a drink? I said, oh, no, don't want it. Huh. So I'm not saying I won't ever drink on a regular basis yeah. again, but right now I don't miss it. If I yeah. never drank again, it wouldn't bother me. I'd rather have water or coffee right now. Yeah. Now, I do still like a Coke, mm-hmm. but I, if I drank a Dr. Pepper or a Coke, it's not. Artificial, it's the straight. Sugar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're going to drink any of it, drink yeah. the, the fully leaded, the good stuff. Hi, friends. As you can see, I have a lot of enthusiasm about intermittent fasting. That's because it changed my life and the way I think back in 2017. In fact, it's infected every part of my life now in lowering our insulin loads that I became a student at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition in New York. And now I have my certification as an integrative nutrition health coach. That means that I'm seeing clients. I can do that through obviously Zoom calls. You can do that through FaceTime. You can do that one-on-one in person. And if you're interested in becoming a client of mine, you can just email me Health coaching at lisafishersaid.com. We'll put that link in the show notes. Health coaching at lisafishersaid.com. Now, back to the program. Now, one of my weaknesses is I love D8 juice. So I used to the night. I, I remember you would drink I, that. But now I've got, I just put, if, I, if I'm not, my window's not open, I just eat crushed ice with Himalayan salt. Okay, that is a trick and a tip for people who right. do intermittent fasting. It's that. Um, you have an electrolyte imbalance. Right. And so you really, it works. yes, you from the beginning. So did you the first week or weeks ever have headache? Oh yeah. I had, okay. I had withdrawals. Yeah. I, I'm telling yeah. you, I told you when sure. you sat down. So we're recording this on a Tuesday. Um, I was on a two week sugar bender clearly. And yesterday didn't have sugar. Y'all I had a headache from being without it for 36 hours. I was like, and so yeah. that's it. So I, I mean, it's because it's so good and it's so addictive. But you oh, just, it's, uh, you know, and I also do all the baking at the club. So mm. you know, I was in one of my thirty-six hour fast one day, and I was, you know, just powdered sugar, having to get up off my lip. I'm thinking, huh? Oh. You know, you tasted it a little, I but know. the old Jamie would have been tasting everything. So, well, let's talk about also the science behind what happens when you eat. So this is why people. 
especially for me, because I like a 20 and 4 window. It's kind of my favorite. But some days I'll do 23 and 1, and other days I might do 18 and 6. I mean, you really, it's good to, I've told you this, to have metabolic flexibility right. to kind of change it up, to keep your body guessing. But you couldn't just now come in and give me just a snack, because if I did and I opened my window, I get food makes me hungry. Correct. Have you noticed that? Absolutely. You know, once you start eating. Then uh, I need food. But you know what was used to, I'd order a 30 out steak if I wanted one. And I never would eat all of it. But uh, you know, now I just is satisfied with a four ounce. Are you kidding me? Piece. But I've never been, huh? you know, but I still like potatoes. That's probably yeah. one of my weaknesses. You know, starch I do like. I'm probably raising my sugar is up a little bit. Yesterday I ate some fried rice. You know, Maybe. So. Yeah, it could be a number of things. Plus, you also, and people need to understand this, and again, this is not medical advice. This is what your doctor would tell you. You can look up the Dawn effect, and we've talked about right. it. It's um, a phenomenon that happens with our pancreas in the morning, releases just a little bit more blood glucose to get us going about our day. It's really um, primal, and it's just the way God created us. So for people, and I know you'll notice when you do check your blood sugar in the morning, sometimes... You will be a little anxious because it might be 120. So now I'm challenging you either to get the continuous glucose monitor, which I've done just as data to see what my body is doing. And I'm very insulin sensitive, so I'm fine. But it's a good way, and your doctor has to prescribe it, um, to find out what your body's doing two hours after you eat. Because that's showing us, is your insulin being released and doing its role? And its role is to lower your blood glucose. So I think I'll go see him next week so I can ask him. Your endocrinologist, yeah. Either he or your family practice, really anyone can do it, but he probably would do it as an endocrinologist because he would want to, because before I think he cuts the cord with the metformin, he's going to want to make sure throughout the day that your insulin is responding and it's not resistant. Right. And so insulin resistance is what we've known because you and I have talked about it, is the predicament that, it's y'all, it's a high number, like 80%. Even if you're not overweight, you could be insulin resistant and insulin resistance. It's what spawns cancer to type two diabetes to PCOS in women, endometria. I mean, all these health problems because you're insulin resistant. So insulin is very important. In fact, you got the book that I told you to get yeah. why we get sick. I read it. Well, actually, I listened to audio. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Cause George Newburn from Little Rock, who is in Father of the Bride, he reads the book. So he does a great job doing it. But he it's probably the most telling book, the most oh, interesting yeah. book that I've read about health and science and insulin that I've ever read. And I'm a big proponent of all Dr. Fung's books. Now, have you read those or watched his videos, Dr. Jason Fung? Some. No, yeah. No, not all. He, his books are good. They're a little science-y. He's an MD, and uh, Ben Bickman, who wrote that book, is a Ph.D., and he's a college and university instructor, so he's just a great communicator. But Dr. Fung gets a little sciencey, and so I've both had his book and printed copy, and I've had audio. I've enjoyed the audio better because the printed copy is his chemical equations and things, and I, it's a little bit too much. But it, to me, it's good. I think that's one thing it has been fun with you is watching you learn about your body and knowing how it works. You know, that's, yeah, and you know what I do for a living is. Uh it's made me stop and say, "Hey, we need to write this down. I need to, I need to write a recipe." Because I lived on one reason. If you go in a Wolfgang Puck restaurant, if you go in my restaurant, as long as me a Wolfgang or a Sam Choi is in the kitchen, the food tastes like it always has. And you know, but we taste it all the time. So I've started writing a lot more recipes down. This is what I put in. Oh, this good. Is what I've done it. So it's made me. You know, tackle a weakness of writing recipes. Mm -hmm. You know, the Asian culture is the reason the restaurants are always so consistent is they're such mathematicians mm -hmm. in recipes that they do it mm -hmm. correctly. So, you know, this has uh, started a new journey for me. Maybe I finally write the book. I'm always oh, good. That's great. But I've, you know, I'm just enjoying life right now. I, you know, I don't. I feel like, uh, you know, just in your home today, I was able to walk up downstairs. Normally, uh, in May, I couldn't have done that, or I could have done it, but it'd been a lot.
lot more painful. You know, I just, uh, I haven't started exercising yet, so. Well, you're getting in how many steps a day? You're fine. Yeah. That is, that is, and that's what I think people need to realize too, that exercise isn't something you do at the gym. It's something you do in your everyday activity and you do it every day. Now, the one thing I would encourage you to do just for your overall mental health and physical health is getting sunlight every day. You're in a kitchen so much. That's what uh, I tell my health coaching clients, just to go outside and make sure you get some fresh air. Yeah, you know, I just I, I grew up as a very avid golfer. Uh, matter of fact, had a very low handicap, and I stayed oh, in the sun. Yeah. So I give it up because I was so heavy, it, it wasn't enjoyable to do uh-huh. anymore. So maybe I will get back into golf and getting outside you know, a little bit more. But the, my doctor prescribed me the, uh, is it not a vitamin D. Because I wasn't getting enough sunlight. Well, that's really uh, typical of anyone north of the equator. Mm-hmm. Um, people wear sunscreens, which I don't recommend. But again, mm-hmm. that's something you have to take on your own because they're carcinogenic. We know that. That's right. through science. Um, and a sunscreen blocks the sun. I don't know why we made the sun the bad guy when the sun really... I mean, we know even with COVID and some other things, if people have high vitamin D levels, they fight COVID better, they fight viruses better. And for some reason, the sun was villainized. And I, I just think it's silly. Um, yeah, I just, overall, I feel healthy. I know. And I haven't felt this good in, I don't know, in my 30s, 40s. Uh, well, you said the younger chefs are even noticing that have, you have energy. They have more energy than they do. You know, when I'm in a long fast, they say, oh, Lord, we're going to have to, if we're not busy, we're cleaning. So, <laughs> you know, but you should be doing that anyhow. But yeah. it's, it's easy, uh, you know, for years, I, if, if I didn't get an hour nap between one and three o'clock, I was just grouchy. But I think I've taken three naps since May. Well, that was in the beginning. We had to work your eating your window right. around your nap. Around I remember. Nap. Yeah. I'd forgotten you hadn't had a nap in oh. I haven't had one. Even if I go home I prop my feet up I don't nap anymore. Just give your body a little rest. Just and rest is good. Yeah. Rest is right. And a nap's fine. You just don't need it anymore. But I do I sleep better. You know? Yeah. I mean I even wear support stockings always have and I noticed lately when I put them on you know they were knee highs but they never would come quite to my knees. Now <laughs> they come over my knees <laughs> Right. Because my legs are getting so much smaller. smaller, Well, what do you think? For one thing, I feel like intermittent fasting gives us freedom. I don't have to, I don't worry about my weight. I don't think about it. I don't think about what I'm going to eat. Do you feel that freedom? Yes. You know, uh, if I want to, like last night, uh, I ate one scoop of ice cream, where in the past, you know, I just had craving for ice cream. I ate it. But in the past, it had been two bowls. Mm-hmm. So now the one boat satisfies me. So, you know, mentally, and I'm not going to lie, mentally you have to be prepared the first month especially. But once you once you tackle that mental issue, and if you determine, you know, it's it's you don't have to worry about, I can't have carbs, I can't have this. You know, eat what you want in that window. Satisfy yourself and then quit. And that's what's been huge for me. Well, you see that your cravings change. Oh, they have. You know, and if I'm if I'm in a four-hour window and decide to eat, you know, open it for four and a half, I don't beat myself up. You know, next day we go back to whatever it is. If I didn't make it thirty-six hours one day, if I did thirty-five, I didn't beat myself up. Good. You know, I said, hey, you know, I did it. Did you before this have a diet mentality where you had to, you had, you did diet coke because it was your calories or you had to know how many calories were in something before you ate? Isn't that nice to not have that noose around your neck? Yeah. Don't have it, don't want it back. You know, a lot of people do. Even when we would eat, you know, well, I'm going to eat healthy, but I had a great friend come to the restaurant and said, I'm not going to eat a cheeseburger today. And I fixed him a chef's salad. He ended up eating two cups of Thousand Island dressing, and I said, "Do you realize you just eat more in that dressing than you, you could eat two hamburgers?" Darn it! You know? Yeah. But uh, you know, you have to watch what you eat. But you know, I love not having restrictions on what I want. That was your biggest, I think, kind of hurdle that you didn't believe me in the beginning. I yeah. think you kept saying, "But 
or can I, or what if I have a carb? I'm like, eat carbs. Carbs are good. What, what you start realizing is, and Dr. Bickman says this in a lecture I heard him say the other day, that if you have foods that have, if you're buying things at the grocery store that have barcodes and come in bags, they will never satisfy you. Yeah. But if you buy foods from the perimeter of the grocery store, I mean, meat obviously has to have barcode, but he just means if it's processed foods right. that have hyper palatability, they don't satisfy you. And I have a pantry behind me. You could eat that much potato chips and want more, but you'd never eat three fully loaded baked potatoes because you'd get full Correct. because of the signals to your brain. So what you've shown us too is, and Dr. Fung says this, and I think it's, probably the most profound thing he says, and that is obesity is not a caloric problem. It's a hormonal problem. And the hormones are leptin and ghrelin and peptide YY, some other smaller ones, but ghrelin is the one that tells you you're hungry. Well, you've tamed that beast. You're not hungry all the time. And leptin tells you you're full. You showed me earlier, you, you were using this even as an example of just, you push away from the food, the ice cream, because your leptin, your ghrelin and leptin work now. Yeah. And they, and that's what people don't realize. When you do a diet, it doesn't fix the hormones. It fixes the caloric intake. It does. But you said it was three months later you'd already gained your weight yeah. back from Metafast. Yeah, at least that. You know, and I had uh, my niece. I hadn't seen her in three months, and I pulled up at Christmas Eve, and she said, "Wow," <laughs> you know, and she goes, "I knew you lost a lot of weight." She said, just the way your body looks, you can look, she goes, you look skinny. And, I, you know, I'm still 280. I mean, that's not a small man, but, uh, you know, you don't see just rows and rows and rows of fat anymore. Well, I think the other thing you have communicated with me is your breath. You yeah. said you used to be so winded. Oh, yeah. You said within the kitchen. And think about a hot kitchen in the middle of the summer. My goodness. and no, it's 120 degrees. You know? Oh. Even my son had said before riding with me, you know, he had the, the bypass surgery. Uh, gastric bypass. And uh, he said, Daddy, I can hear you breathe. You know, you're not breathing well. You know, you, you, he said, you seem like you're struggling. So I don't, I don't have that issue anymore. So you And did, I've even huh? started, you know, I had, I can't tell you how many skin tabs. I've even started losing all my skin tabs. Not all of them, but, you know, I've gone from 100 to 20. Wow. So skin tags are a sign of high insulin and insulin resistance, high circulating insulin. Because again, insulin is important, but high circulating insulin, insulin resistance causes that. You told me that when you would take a bath, well, for one thing, you, your towel yeah. size changed. Yeah, I could. I had been able to wipe a towel since high school football. You know, you wrap it around your waist going to I think I called you one night. I said, I just wrapped a towel around my waist. <laughs> you said you, you know? didn't have to use a beach towel anymore. I didn't have you to use just a regular towel. Yeah, the towel that's in the bathroom. And also, so that autophagy, that magical period that happens with your cellular clean out. In fact, you even think that autophagies prevented you from getting ill this winter so. when a lot of people in the kitchen are getting sick. Very, I mean, that I absolutely so. happens. But you also said that when, because you like to take a bath, you said there would be a ring around the tub. And you said, I think it's my body detoxing. That's what my wife said. What in the world did you take a bath with? I said, I just took a bath. And she said, there was like a green foam around. <laughs> I said, I don't know what it was. And she said, you know, I bet that's detoxing. Yeah, it is. It's mm -hmm. the body. Because, you know, we were never designed to eat all day. Fourth meal. We were never designed uh -huh. for fourth meal. Our grandparents never, they ate. Maybe they ate a breakfast at seven or eight. They had lunch and then they had dinner at five. Yeah. They weren't snacking all day. They weren't in front of a device eating mindlessly. I and don't watch a lot of TV because of the food commercials. Oh, but, you yeah, know, they're I, there for sure. I don't, you know, I just don't. I'm not as socialite like I used to be because you know, I leave the restaurant as quick as I can when I'm fasting. Yeah. Because I don't want to be tempted. But yeah. You know, I can sit and socialize a little more now, but especially, you know, up until a month ago, you know, I, once I got through cooking, I was, I beelined it out of there. Because somebody's going to say, let me buy you a glass of wine. Or let me, yeah. you know, and I just didn't want to be yeah. put in that situation. So. But I think I can control it now. You know? That's one thing that shocked me is being able to control, you know, what I want to eat, 
when I want to eat, and uh, peer pressure doesn't bother me anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, sit down, taste this, and sit down, have you know, I'm good. I just soon eat, and I love to eat cress ice. So huh. I just I get yeah. a cup of cress like Sonic ice. Yeah, yeah, I've got it right over there. I put a little, I put a little, yeah. you know, Himalayan salt yeah. on it, and I just. That Himalayan salt really helps. Oh, I keep them. And you open my console, my truck, and I don't have Himalayan. I ran out, but I have rock salt, yeah. sea salt. Yeah, something. And I just, you know, every now and then I just rub my gums with it. And I'm hungry. I'm not hungry for Isn't it. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is. That, it was, yeah, know. that is a thing that has really fascinated me. Is And plus, salt also has been villainized, and there's new research coming out all the time. If we're villainizing anything, it needs to be sugar and processed foods, but we need salt. Got to have it. In fact, there I just saw a science about it yesterday that people with high blood pressure, if they increase the good salt and decrease the packaged foods, that their blood pressure came down. So, again, science backing well, that up. I was reading an article that a chef's wife asked her husband, well, how much salt do I put in here? You know, she did this and he would took the top off and did that a couple shakes of it. She goes, my God, he goes, where do you think it tastes good from? If not all this other stuff you put right. in it, you know, so we get our flavor from salt yeah. and we use a tremendous more amount of salt than people think we do. And it's magical. It's so good. Oh, it's, it, it takes a dish, you know, and especially if you get into the Asian culture where they got the, the bitter and the salt mixed perfectly, yes. it, it just goes together like a yeah. Um, wait, let's go back. There's one person who motivated you to do intermittent fasting, and it was another chef. It was. His name is Patrick. He's a chef. At, now the executive chef at Chanel Country Club. Oh, good. You know, I tried what I thought was intermediate yeah. fasting, and he walked in one day. We was cooking for the chef's ball. And I said, yeah. you know, how much weight do you lost? He said, 90-something pounds. Said, and that's where you are now. I said, how in the world did you do it? He said, intermediate fasting. I said, Lisa mentioned something like that. You know, so She's kind of running around. I said, uh, you know, I, said, I, don't, I think I'm going to do it. That's when I called you a few months later. But, you know, what's funny is everything that you asked me to do, I do. My wife says, damn it. I've asked you this for 30 years. You won't do. Now you're doing everything she says. I said, well, I think she holds me. I think enough of you that you hold me accountable. Oh, that's nice. You know, Thank and, you. Uh, We've known each other a long we time. We have. But it's uh it's been fun, you know. And I think I could even, you know, any way I could help somebody do it because they think I'm around food, I'm around food. <laughs> I mean that's that to me, you're the you're the king of it. Yeah. I mean, you're in a kitchen. Wait, there's one more thing we haven't even talked about. You're a culinary instructor where you're supposed yeah. to be tasting their foods. You and know, on your had, long fast you yeah, weren't tasting. I tasted their uh, their final grade this year. I said, y'all have done well, but you better be glad I wouldn't taste it all semester. Because it, 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 it wasn't as good as it looked, but they've done a fantastic job. But, yeah, you know, I teach Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. I only teach uh, in the mornings on Tuesday and Wednesday all day Monday, but I've done that for 20 years. But, you know, it's uh, I have the energy now to – walk around and say, hey, you know, try this, try mm -hmm. that. You know, I love giving back. That's the reason I teach. One of the reasons, right. not the only reason. But, uh, yeah, I don't taste like I used to. But what I've done is I've paired them up, and y'all taste each other's. And then what I've also taught them, what it's taught me to do is now y'all critique yourself. You know, Because if you're going to be in this business, you're going to get a lot of critique. Yeah, so you that's might right. as well learn to accept it. You might as well learn to give yourself critique because the sign of a great chef is this is what I've done wrong. Even a great home cook. Yeah. You know, I should have done this. So I should have done that. Oh, I, uh, Jamie, I do it every day. But yeah. I don't follow recipes. I don't measure because I don't measure. I don't know. You know, it changes from dish to dish. But I do it to myself all the time. Well, you know, when I look at it, when a professional chef looks at it, the way I look at a recipe, if there's an herb in it that I don't like, I 86 it. Yeah. And 86 means in our world, don't use it. Right. So if I used to, you know, I hate, I mean, I don't like to use that word. I have a very sensitive palate to cloves because when my grandmother, they'd cook her ham. If there was one clove in it, there was right. 300. Right. You know, so, 
That's the reason I make my own uh, Lee and Perry a whiskey sour. Oh, you do? So, uh, you know, I have a very sensitive palate to yeah. clothes, allspice. So anytime you see that in one of the recipes around me, I just kind of, yeah. you know, I use just enough to just say what's in there. But, you know, it's taught me a lot. Uh, you know, and it's, you know, life's exciting now. So it hasn't affected your end products. Like no, no one at the club has ever uh, noticed. A that few, a few. I can't say that it hasn't. Really? Uh, we made some mistakes, but we make mistakes all the time. Yeah. The great thing about being a professional chef, most time we catch it, we don't serve it. But uh, you know, yeah, uh, me tasting the food, yeah, I can say it was probably. It, there's been some instances that you know mm -hmm. it, it didn't go down as well as it should have. But you know. You just have to trust 46 years of cooking and say, hey, this is a good product. Yeah. And, you know, and I did a vegan meal for a lady and, you know, you think I'd hung the moon. So when somebody likes that, enjoys it, you know, you've done a pretty good job. You know, one thing I've learned, eyes don't lie. Drunks and eyes don't <laughs> lie. You know, if somebody really enjoys it, you know, they tell you. you know. And you can tell a fake enjoyment out of yeah, it. That's good. Like if I'm carving prime rib, hey, would you like it medium rare or medium? I look at people's eyes. Well, that's okay. Well, no, it ain't because your eyes screw. Oh, I'll remember that. So, you know, and that's what you have to teach the younger generation. Mm -hmm. Learn to read people to the best of your ability. Everybody's going to say, hey, that's the best meal I ever had. Was it? You know, was it the best meal you can produce? You know? And this, but for me, intermediate fasting has been the best plan of food health that I've ever done. So I think that's the reason not so successful. And it's not hard to be successful when you see success. When you uh -oh, see yeah. it close, you know. I was in a very tight fifty two, then I went to a fifty, then I went I mean I had clothes anywhere from my, my small clothes were forty eight to fifty two. Oh, so you're below your small clothes. Oh yeah. You know, I'm very loose forty two and I bought a pair of forties yesterday. Yeah. Now they were snug, but yeah. they were I don't know why all the clothes you buy nowadays are slim. I guess all these body type, you know. But I could wear 40 easily. Jamie, in 2022, you're going to be in 38. Yeah, I hope so. You that's are. The, I mean, goal. look at, and you have seen the scale slow down. You've made I that have, obvious, yeah. but that's okay. That's okay. Okay, we got cooking tips and we've got fasting tips. Now, who else's podcast has that? I would say nobody's. <laughs> So proud of you. Oh, You've I'm, done a I'm great proud. job. You know, for once, I'm proud of myself. You should be. It is yeah. tremendous what you've done, and you have inspired so many people. I've gotten so many clients because of you. People say, all right, do, do to me what you've done to Chef Jamie. I go, well, it's his mindset. He's the one <laughs> yeah. who said, I'm flipping the switch, and I'm not going back. And and I did flip. Yeah. 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 And you're living proof. Okay, folks, this was it. Perfect. Thanks for listening to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe and download all the episodes and leave a review, won't you? The Lisa Fisher Said Podcast is produced by ClantonCreative.com.